0: Welcome back to the long-form content, just to introduce as usual, there will be no footage on screen or anything coming up unless we specifically say so, and so far there hasn't been anything, so just feel free to relax, this will be also on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple, Ooh. Tunes and iMac and whatever yeah. that is, but I did want to say it does help if you do watch on YouTube, even if you're not watching it, like if you just play it in the background. Yeah, even if you go over to Spotify and listen to this, you know it is just <laughs> good for Seeker Strength YouTube to what? You just
1: pay for YouTube Premium, watch it instead of Spotify.
0: Some people said they can't afford it, and that's totally fine. Things are very expensive. It's just extremely expensive. If you just play this in the background, yeah, YouTube loves viewer retention. They love it. The algorithm yeah. loves it. They love comments and stuff, but they've gotten a little bit wise to that. But what YouTube loves, just for anyone who's regular watches videos and likes supporting us, watch those videos all the way through. YouTube. They just love it. That's YouTube's wet dream. They just love it. Honestly, it is number uno. <laughs>
1: Speaking of things, loving listening to Sorry, us. Sorry, no, I just want to come across
0: you. I just wanted to my ease God. in gently with this one. And I just want to talk about the current conflict in Palestine. <laughs> now, what are you going to say?
1: Uh, so we have a new puppy at home, right? Ooh. And uh, I was on the phone the other day to my missus. And she's like, he's going mental. And she had to put me on speakerphone for a second to wrangle the wild dog. And uh, next thing, the dog just calmed in when he heard my voice. She's like, oh, my God, we need to get a recording of your voice. And I said, you don't need a recording of my voice because we have hundreds of
0: podcasts. Mm-hmm. So now she just plays it to him. No way. Does it yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your dulcet tones. He's like, he's another <laughs> dumbass like me. <laughs> And it's just super relaxing. I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> it's another double digit IQ <laughs> Did it really work did it really work? Did the sound of your voice actually work? Yeah. She doesn't do it now though, because he's getting a bit better, but you know, kudos to you, and I haven't said this, but you essentially adopted him, you know. He wasn't yeah. a fresh pup. He's a rehomer. You know how I feel about thoroughbreds who aren't working dogs for yeah. pets. I am super against it. I'm actually yes. against to be honest, a lot of people shouldn't have you're dogs. just against happiness. No, oh, I a lot of people should not have dogs. No, it's unfortunate. It's uh, a lot of people can't take care of the dogs very well. Don't take care of them. Don't put the effort in. Do
1: you know the real unfortunate thing as well is if you didn't have dogs growing up, you're probably not going to be a dog person.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Almost every case I've seen where someone's not a dog person, it's like, oh yeah, we never had a dog growing up, really, like, yeah, it's almost always that, which is unfortunate mm-hmm. because people can change their stripes. Yes. Maybe in this case It's a bit more difficult There's a fly on my microphone
0: I'm always kind of confused A little bit by people Who are unsure about dogs You know when it's like Oh my god You know if you're like Really into dogs And you've always had dogs Yeah And if you're not a dumbass You know if a dog Is really friendly And they all You have a friendly dog You're in the presence Of someone who's unsure About dogs Yeah And they're just like Really weird about it And you're like Can you not see He's just mad to love you Like I don't It's so incomprehensible Like we're viewing the world Through something totally different here Yeah but you know, they're not cat people either. There's some people who are just, don't have They're cats. just not, they're just not into it. Yeah, cat people are very sure of what's going on and they don't want any part of it. Yeah. Or sometimes they like both, which is cool. That's but, cool. But sometimes... It's not right, but it's cool. No, it's not like, oh, it's not right at all. But sometimes you have people who are just like really...
1: My know. default, like, position, if I see a dog that's mm-hmm. not going to directly attack me, mm-hmm. is roll around on the floor with it. Yeah. And that's how I just feel like everybody should be. But people aren't.
0: I really just like talking to every dog But you just have to be super careful Because sometimes You just don't know what someone's dog's about Yeah, A lot of times in cities you'll notice as well Dogs are a bit more reactive as a term Yeah
1: they definitely are I wonder is that a socialising thing That they don't get socialised with other dogs Yeah, They're like it's a lead to lead interaction Which is never really ideal
0: Or is it that they come in from the country coming to the city it's mm. a little bit scary or yeah you know and there's a lot of stuff happening very stimulators. and then any human kind of coming towards them is a bit of a you know a bit yeah.
1: of a what, what's your buzz my favourite thing ever is when I stop clearly I stop to talk to a random person because they have a dog mm-hmm. and they're I'm like oh he's gorgeous and the dog is sitting there looking at the owner and looking at me being like can yeah, I yeah. go down now yeah yeah and it, we all know, we all know why we're talking here is because I want to rub
0: your dog. Ah, routinely I won't even talk to the person, yeah. or I'll be like talking to the dog, especially if they come up. You know, it's a yeah. great way of just avoiding the whole conversation. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like they'll come up and we we'll should be playing with the dog, and they'll say something to you, and you be like, yeah, yeah, and only make eye contact with yeah. them. Oftentimes people will talk to Buddy and Bailey, and I won't talk to them. I don't care. I know they don't want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want to talk to the dogs. No, they're they're there for an outcome. One thing I don't like is parents who don't guard their children from every dog. Oh my God, yeah. Even my little poppers. Yeah. It really annoys me because the whole, kids will just come straight up to them. Yeah. And on one hand, from the parents' point of view, you don't know those dogs. Yeah. Smaller dogs are very often more angry. Way angrier. But also, from my point of view, I don't know how much of a dumbass your kid is. Like, yeah. And this is coming from someone who has children, so I'm not yeah. a, like... I'm not some weird, like, jump uh, you know part of people who hate kids and they don't have them. <laughs> like, I'm not some person who's like...
1: Thank God they don't have them.
0: You know, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what your is going to do. Kids yeah. routinely just grab... People are really bad at training dogs and really bad at training their kids. To and teammates. also,
1: that's a thing that a dog is, like, used to or it's not used to and it will freak the fuck out. 100%, yeah. 100%. Like, you can't... That's not just something where innately, oh, it mightn't
0: freak out. Yeah. It's like, no, that dog's been around kids a lot or it never has. Yeah, like, Seiko there, for example. Yeah. Is around loads of kids yeah. Who routinely feed her and hang off her And kids like Will just push through a dog You know if they're the yeah. same height as the dog Don't give a fuck All kids do this It's yeah. like a natural reaction Yeah, Get out of my way It's just so funny It's yeah. just like this And it's just, It's the cutest thing ever yeah. Obviously because the dog is like Oh my god But that feeling me feels like That's a, a co-evolutionary thing Kids and dogs have evolved Yeah it's
1: adorable.
0: It's a super adorable. Seeing
1: them like pottering around the kitchen together, they're all picking up food off the floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody knows what's going on, but they know know
0: they want food. <laughs> it's adorable. You know what I... It's a sensitive subject, but you know when... a small <laughs> You know, dog, know the war in the Middle East. <laughs> you know a small dog attacks a kid or something? Yeah. Very unfortunate, obviously. Yeah. And people are like, and I never saw it coming. And you're like... I feel like you're one of those dog owners who yeah. you just weren't paying attention. Obviously, you weren't paying attention. I got attacked
1: when I was a kid. Yeah. And it was like... I blame you. Super diligent dog owner. Mm-hmm. Super well-trained dog. Yeah. Just... Bang. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely those exceptions where...
0: No, there's definitely exceptions.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's probably an unfair thing to say. It's I exactly
1: Sorry. It. I'm like... So, Gillis has a great bit where he says, yeah. I look like the kind of person where I say, let's just see the body cam footage before we come to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely that way with dogs. Like, you yeah. Know, if I hear somebody getting bitten or like mm-hmm. whatever the, the incident is, I'm always like, That dog's probably treated like shit. Yeah. Or whatever the situation was, you know. Mm-hmm. But there there is
0: definitely I have a scar in my head to prove it. I blame you for the interaction though. I was and two I know the, and a half years old. I know the owner blames you for that interaction. The owner just hates me now. No, you, I totally agree with him. He should blame you. It's your fault. He loves He's that had time.
1: 25 dogs since, but he said, still.
0: He said she was unbelievable, was it, or
1: something? Yeah, very, very good. very good point there,
0: yeah. Yeah, look, obviously, it's terrible when kids get attacked. And yeah. I'm not blaming the children there at all. Actually, it is entirely the parents' fault. It's not the yeah. dog's fault. It's not the kids. You see that XL bully thing that's being banned in the UK? No. Yeah, they're banning those XL bullies, the bulldogs, you know. And there's people literally protesting, which you know what? A lot of them are getting stigmatized of a certain brand of British person, and you can guess. I can see that look (laughs) in your face, and I
1: know what you're doing. Come on, like they're not listening to this podcast. You don't need that dog. Who doesn't need that dog? Nobody. Who? They don't. Who's they? What do you mean day people? <laughs> they Who's day people? They don't need t- those dogs What are you talking about? Why do you have an attack dog? Yeah so Come on Like we can't I can't own An MP5 submachine gun Yeah you
0: can You could actually get one If you could justify it No not fully automatic You could get one I could get I could get one Yeah I can't legally own one You could Justify that to your super
1: Not a fully automatic You bet you could You can't You tell could- me of YouTube Okay I can't own a bazooka in Ireland, All right, okay. Right? All right, okay. And that's acceptable. I can own other firearms. I can own other exploding things. But I can't own a bazooka. Because everyone says, okay, it's grand you own the other things. The other things are nice. But a bazooka is too fair. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs a fucking Belgian Malinois attack dog. It's like, yeah, I'm going to train it and I'll walk it every day and it'll be great, you know? Yeah. Do you know what, in fairness to some of the people... Some of them are great at training Sorry, them. they Belgian Malinois was the worst case in that because only people who are like dog trainers buy them. That's the thing. I would say Pitbull, Mastiffs, all those. They people usually don't
0: train them. No, that's, that's the problem though. Yeah. There's a lot of tax this year, wasn't there, in the UK? Uh, yeah. I think they're going to ban them in Ireland now as well. Yeah, it's always the way with those kind of rules. There's a couple of dog breeds already banned in Ireland or yeah. are, have to have public muzzles. Yeah. I
1: have no problem with public muzzles. I think this is a good idea.
0: Yeah, the problem with that is there's no repairing the situation if it gets too far. You know, if you get to the point where something's bit, a child is bitten by oh, an yeah. bully, it's like you can't put the muzzle on after it's taken a kid's face off. No, so the muzzle on first is it is horrific as well. Dog attacks, you know, a hundred percent. Just uh, a little piece of advice for anyone: if hopefully it never happens, but if you ever ever trying to break up a dog and a person or a dog and a dog, is don't grab them by the scruff of the neck. You grab them by their back legs and pull away, okay? And then, then, then you just bite them on the ear. People's automatic reaction is to go yeah, hand yeah, first yeah. in between, Um, you know, whatever size dogs it is. And it might be your own dog that might bite you or something. Yeah. But legs first. The
1: problem is as well, is if you're used to taking things off the dog, you'll like push down this muzzle and you'll push there like... Mm-hmm. Lips into their teeth You know Yes But if a dog's already Lashed on something That doesn't matter at all Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing You can rip their lips
0: off Yeah And they won't Nothing will happen No if they're in that Kind of frenzy Yeah It is um, The You know what I really hate Is when people are like They gave their dog anxiety Basically Or they're manifesting Or imagining that their dog Is anxiety They'll
1: give their dog A full on chronic illness
0: But they give them Anti-anxiety medication You have a fucking Doberman or you have a Husky locked up all day in fucking Los Angeles, in the city, in the baking heat, and you're wondering why he hates his life. And that's why you're giving him Xanax. Honestly, no. Uh, Lads, you cannot be medicating dogs like... That dog wants to burn 10,000 calories worth of raw heart and elk liver a day. Yeah. Butter. Yeah. Blood. Hundred percent, it that doesn't just want wants to go.
1: That just wants to go with its boys. Funny story about muzzles, right? Yeah, Sweet had a golden lab when I was growing up. She'ra, the princess of power, from some fucking car- from He-Man. He-Man, yes. Um, I need not ring a bell. So Sheera was like the greatest dog ever. Like what came before Seiko, the exact same dog essentially. And we used to always play football outside, mm-hmm. so kicking around The soccer ball. But as you know, labs just love chasing everything.
0: It's in their knee tree, you might say.
1: So there'd be like six or eight of us lads kicking a football around. She would get out of the house, bang, straight over, pick up the ball, ball gone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just just yeah. gone. And then it's the best game ever because she's running around like nosing the ball around. So then my mom's like, oh, I'll just get her a soft muzzle. Do you want one of those fabric ones? Like a sock that goes over the nose but the end is open.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: See, so she's put it on. But then the dog got way too good at playing football with the muzzle on. No, so yeah. then we were like, the dog has to stay on chart No way Yeah they're so fast And she Once they get the hang of Keeping their nose behind the ball You know Yeah yeah They're just like Bumping it along Running around Cannot You could not get the ball Off the dog <laughs>
0: like, No way Oh unbelievable Like yeah Do you know what I was thinking I've actually thought about this before Is you know when you see dogs Doing like tricks or acts Or yeah. on, like Britain's Got Talent or something The dogs never mess up no. They are so good at skill development Yeah if you could figure out what is in a dog's brain, imagine giving that to athletes to be that precise and accurate.
1: It's incredible. See, I think the big thing with a dog is that that's
0: all that's in there. Yeah, there's no autonomous function, really, in some cases. For those things, it's, it is only autonomous function, yeah. sorry. It's entirely automatic for those particular things.
1: Yeah, it's just that's all that exists in that dog's head. Hmm. It's just, like, whatever you're training for or whatever. Like, with Murphy, the new puppy... Murphy was like the first night we met him he was just like running out across this grass place just got a scent so he's sprinting full pace for Vishla which is pretty fast Pretty fast. He roots his nose into the ground just like glues the nose but obviously all four legs and his entire body keep moving so he just does like a front flip lands on his back and then gets back up comes and puts his nose back in that place in the ground again
0: are you going to try train him in regards to retrieval or anything?
1: for deer? yeah no I don't think it? so It's not worth it. Maybe. The thing is, deer retrieval is very, very simple. You know? Yeah. For like, even if it's like a lung shot deer and it goes... Yeah. Like a single lung and it might go 150 meters. Mm -hmm. You really don't need to train them. You just put a long lead on it. Mm -hmm. You keep them on the thing. And like, if they've tracked deer or been around deer before and they know what the
0: scent they're looking for is, they'll just follow in there. The thing is with us in our situations is... The only way you couldn't retrieve a deer Is if it's gone somewhere You can't go So if the dog can't go there You can't really get it Like Yeah There's very rare circumstances I could see it being
1: handy If there was like People who Were out shooting with us And took like A heart shot on a deer Yes Or a lung shot Like any body shot Not a head or neck shot But
0: How often Do those people Ever come out you know Geez the thought of a body shot Is absolutely repulsive Yeah On purpose It actually would feel wrong It is wrong It is It's wrong
2: (laughs)
1: The your rifle can do it. We just... Every... No, not every rifle. Yeah. If you spend the right amount of money, which isn't a lot of money, and get the correct rifle in the correct caliber, mm-hmm. you are you can head and neck shoot
0: to your no water. Yeah, especially neck shooting. Head yeah. shooting is a bit of a different kind of... Head shooting is a bit different, but neck, definitely. The, uh, on the dog thing, do you know... Do you get any, like... Bre- or what do they call them basically a passport or kind of a breeder's passport do you ever get that like their papers yeah papers yeah. that's the word
1: yeah we have his papers I think we've yeah we do we got like a folder with him um, because he's from
0: he's from a breeder where your brother got his visa. do you see their and I love this is they're reverse engineering reverse reverse breeding some of the pugs yeah. and yeah. getting them better which I think is fantastic 100% yeah I think that stuff is repulsive it is disgusting it's inbred literally you're, you're Invaliding something It's disgusting yeah. I hate it I really yeah. It's something I've For years I've always thought is like 100% It's genuinely repulsive to me
1: And that's For the working dogs Like like So this is Irish Kennel Club registered mm-hmm. For those working dogs Like Those breeds are kept Very in tune You know yeah. Like I think it was around 20 years ago Black Labs got a bit of Some pointer Bred through them oh. To improve their hip scores Yeah That's why Black Labs generally tend to be like more slender a bit more wiry than golden lab or brown labs. like those a lot of the chocolate labs are heavier framed you know okay um, they are actually yeah. yeah thickies and that's so the kennel clubs keep on top of those for the working breeds for the toy breeds it's like crazy
0: like yeah. pugs like chihuahuas yeah you don't see a lot of it in Ireland really the only thing you see is the French Bulldogs and there's a lot of those but yeah. they are uh, they're an interesting one because their metabolic health seems to be okay. A lot of them have, like, skinny waist. You can see mm-hmm. the outline of their ribs. Yeah. You know, there's there's a very distinct space underneath the ribs between that, and they're kind of their... Their belly. Navel, navel, yeah, anywhere down there, you know. But the breeding then obviously is a massive issue with them, which is yeah. so unfair. Yeah. The British Bulldog is another one that's a bit of a disgrace. Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, that's... um. It's just inbreeding, like, and it's yeah. Have you ever seen some of the older pictures of a lot of those breeds? Oh yeah, pugs so, had like a fairly pronounced snout, like that's what they're bringing them back. The yeah. people doing that are such um, so commendable for them. You know, yeah. the price of absolutely Fre- the price of French bulldogs there for a while was ridiculous. as well, It was crazy. Vizslas are fifteen hundred a pop. Good Working dog, I suppose, though, but no one yeah. works with them in, really, in Ireland.
1: No, like they're great, they're good in big open ground, yes, like big stubble fields and stuff. They'd be a great pointer, mm-hmm. but they're soft out in cover, yeah, like they're not Irish shooting dogs, really are springers. Like, but the Vista would be great with the colds, like they're too skinny, no, and he wouldn't no, even it's... know he's too cold. No, we do have a jacket for him, which is the most hilarious thing ever. Please tell me it's a hoodie, no, it's it's like a Puffy jacket, like no way. Do you have it's to? It's p- pretty hilarious. i do you have to put his hands into it? Uh, no, it's like a flap wraps around underneath and it goes up on velcro. So funny because you
0: would have been like, i never I'd, put a jacket on my puppy.
1: I've probably said this on the podcast. I, d- I, I probably said something like, I'd never own a dog that has a jacket.
0: No, Murph has a jacket on.
1: Murph has his little jacket on, he wears it in the woods if it's cold, yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, what a fickle. Yeah. We,
0: we, we, when yeah. we first learned to deceive Derek, Yeah I nearly said your full name there and let the secret. My out. God. Derek, it's Murph. Yeah, it's, uh, Joe, you
1: know what? It's just another learning moment, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm glad it's all I've, on record. I've
1: besmirched people who put jackets on dogs before.
0: Besmirched. Oh, things. you said it loads of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know it's adorable dog. Oh, he's
1: shivering in front of you. Like, was oh, he shivering? Ah, yeah, he gets cold. Like, He's made of penis skin that's that's hair coloured. <laughs> he is pretty
0: metabolically active.
1: Yeah. yeah. He gets fed like three or four times a day meat and nuts and then an egg or some cod liver oil and he's just like hoovers it down gets going straight away shits 15 times a day. Fuck.
0: Yeah. The... The weather recently has been a bit weird, isn't it? We are only so talking about this. So weird. It's Sunday. 20 degrees last night. Sunday was 22 degrees. Yeah. And for anyone who's in our kind of latitude will obviously know that 22 degrees in the first week of October is... That's all wrong. It's all wrong. Yeah. It was like a summer's evening on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday was nicer than most of August and July. Yeah, 100%. It's so fucked up. Yeah. We're about to start shooting those here in a few weeks. Do you know what's really fucked up? Is that those takes are out there just multiplying in this beautiful weather. I'm Those deer... I shudder to think of the ticks And the grass There's still so much foliage Yeah Foliage Yeah It's everywhere Foliage And they're just Frick They're just jumping from one thing to the other Yeah The deer are starting to rot And it's just Passing everywhere And they are thinking of Darifitz And they are thinking Can we give him another line?" disease I'm
1: like destroyed in midge bites at the moment Just from being outside Are you? Midges I haven't got one midge bite yet I just don't understand it It doesn't make any sense uh, I was in Paris at the weekend, and Is there's there? a bed bug infestation. Did they bite you? No, there's no bed bugs in Paris.
0: <laughs> Test the bed it's, bugs that bit there. It's,
1: it's an absolute, uh, it's just like a viral news story.
0: I thought it was all over the train no, and stuff, no?
1: No, there's no, there was like, you, the news you were sending me things, Africa was sending me things of mm. like, the bed bug infestation gets worse, and there was even pictures in some articles that's was like, mm-hmm. there's no bed bugs. I think some school kids had it, um, but certainly if you're like staying in a hotel, it's not going to be a problem.
0: Did you like Paris?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Paris is a bit. Go on. The middle of Paris is really nice. Stade de France, absolutely amazing. The rugby match itself, the Ireland versus Scotland match, probably one of the best sporting events I've ever been at. Nice. I would, yeah. That's class. I'd say one of the best sporting events ever I'd been at, um phenomenal strip clubs, no strip clubs for the lads, but except for you, I there my dad, I was like, a coke <laughs> um we did, yeah, I it was, a coke. it was an amazing game, right, uh, great to see the Scotland fans eating their pants afterwards, yeah. Uh, a lot of mouthy Scotland people behind us Was there? Yeah Scots oh. get on great with Irish people We're very similar mm-hmm. These boys had a bit too much beer on board Yeah And a lot of A uh, lot of talk you know Yeah A lot of talk A lot of cockiness And then f- Two minutes into the first half Troy runs in Joe
0: Could Scotland have to know they're not that good at rugby Like
1: They're ranked number 5th in the world They yeah. are that good They're just not the best They're not that good But Garth, they're a good rugby team. They're better. They're ranked ahead of England.
0: Yeah, but Portugal beat Fiji, and we know Portugal are better than Fiji.
1: That's true. You know,
0: so but
1: Scotland are a very good rugby team. They're just not the best rugby team. They're not the best rugby team. It's unfortunate that there's possibility. So this World Cup, right? So for the quarterfinals, just how it happened with the seeding, you've the four best teams in the world are gonna play in two of the quarter final matches and then four let let's call them bog standard teams are going to play on the other side so before you get to semi final rugby two possible world cup t- winning teams are gone it's crazy isn't it crazy yeah terrible seeding could you have changed it yes if you they had definitely could have some seek a pre workout
0: those teams would be honest
1: Um, Yeah You definitely should have There should have been a change But like England can conceivably Get to a World Cup final Which That English team Is the worst it's been In 20 years I'd say
0: Definitely the worst It's been in a long time
1: Um, Yeah Really really bad It's not their
0: fault Obviously It's weird The team seems a bit different I'd love to know The percentage of the Team That are still there now From the last World Cup There's a lot of lads Still knocking around They were semi-final Who did they play Was it the All Blacks In the semi-final Last I think it was the All-Backs they lost in the semi-final in the last World Cup. I can't remember. Was that four years ago? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that in uh, in Kerry. But uh, that English team was... They weren't unbelievable at rugby, but they were a presence. They were they were good at winning games as well, though. There's a lot of lads benching 405, you know, that kind,
1: yeah, of, yeah, that yeah. kind of
0: thing going on. Yeah, there's a lot of boys who'd be avoiding it, pissing into cups. That World Cup was probably one of the juiciest World Cups, the ones just gone. Yeah, the this, one on there was pretty juicy It is pretty It is pretty juicier yeah. Remember for a while they were like No, no, it's, it's, it's going to go back to the smaller, faster rugby And the all-blacks tried it And it was like,
1: nah And Bunyaki showed up and he was like, no <laughs> he, looks,
0: he looks bigger than ever He looks literally every game, I swear to God He's getting bigger
1: That Irish team at the moment, they're physically impressive
0: It's the most physically impressive the Irish team has ever been Yeah Yeah it really is You know it's really pushing the limits Of what's possible (laughs) To have on a team (laughs) Yeah no it's Of Caucasian males They're
1: they're in phenomenal shape No they're very strong They are Very very strong yeah They're very fit as well As well as strong And good at recovering Yeah they seem to maintain
2: Alertness People get
0: injured now That's like a six month injury And they're back in four weeks They seem to maintain Match alertness Through the whole 80 minutes So like they're yeah. Inter-session recovery seems to be very high, you know. Very high. Their tolerance of a workload, you might say, is it's like better never. Yeah, yeah. Their apparent session cost is so low.
2: Yeah, it's, you might
0: say that we do see actually a lot of ligament and tendon injuries as opposed to other injuries currently. If you were to take a small observer, they can a just second. make
1: those go away as well, though. Make those go away as they well. They just send
0: them back to Ireland for a few weeks and they're gone. Isn't it amazing all the options out there? <laughs> you know, of
1: like. Red light therapy Red light therapy Yeah Those little acupuncture mats That you lie on Puffy boots Puffy boots Yeah the Normatex Red light face masks. I think I just got a midge bite In the studio Stainless steel cold rub things Oh The scrapers
0: Scraping yeah Scraping Amazing how fast they can repair Generally a soft tissue that takes You know A sprained ankle can take something up to 12 months For a full recovery you know And they might have like a rupture of a tendon Maybe Achilles tendon And you might see someone back in like 4 weeks You know or maybe yeah. a partial rupture Partial you know? tear yeah. Like a little partial tear yeah, A little partial tear Like not an avulsion at him.
1: The bone is still there you know No no And like there's a bit of tendon Or ligament still attached
0: And they just seem to be back to they match They just
1: get back up on that horse Back Back readiness but you know what, they're dead right
0: Supple They're dead right We had Kelly Starris on the podcast yesterday yeah. And I gotta admit, that was one of the most surreal experiences that has happened Absolutely, yeah Obviously this whole thing is a mental A, lot of,
1: a lot of podcasts we finish up and I'm like, oh that was great show Great mm-hmm. conversation, so much great information I really enjoyed that last hour and a half or two hours Kelly, I got off it and I was like, fuck mm-hmm. The only person I can remember is the first time talking to Broderick
2: Yes, yeah
1: and I was like, Jesus
0: Christ, that was cool. Kelly was kind of surreal though because he was literally the first YouTuber, first one of two YouTubers that I watched when I started this whole yeah. thing in like 2008 or nine or something. Like, no, I was still in school watching Kelly start videos. Ross Enemite, Katie Taylor's strength and condition coach, who wasn't at the time, he had RossTraining He had some YouTube, and Kelly had YouTube. Yeah, and that was it. That was it. Clarence then had a YouTube after. Yeah. And they were like the three people on YouTube who I used to watch. Yeah. Now you've just so many different people with millions of subscribers, but watching Kelly, literally ten, twelve years ago, fourteen years ago, and then interviewing him on a podcast, this long later, this length of time after it happens, yeah, it's so strange. It's bizarre. He couldn't be further away from us. He's on the west coast of the United States. Like It's so strange Going training with Tajiki Was obviously pretty crazy But there's something about Kelly Starr Because he was like The first person To interact with us Or the first person I was kind of Watching you know Absolutely He influenced a load Of the injury Rehab and prehab stuff Not only as me As an individual And a coach Yeah But just in the industry Yeah oh 100%
1: I think especially When I started coaching At CrossFit gyms And like Shadowing Like your first Interaction with being a coach for me is you mop the floors of the gym and then you shadow coach classes. Then, after a few weeks of shadowing, you might take the warm up. And so, after a few weeks of like taking the warm up, or you know, you're going to be doing the warm ups, you start planning them. Mm-hmm. and I remember looking at Kelly's videos being like, Yeah, we're going to do that today. I'm going to use this. We don't have phone rollers for everyone, so we're going to do this instead, you know. Um, and then, obviously, you set yourself apart because that
0: warm up is better like it's it's crazy. Kelly's there from the start. I remember the first time I did a stretch and I got rid of knee pain. <laughs> My mind was yeah. You have to imagine this is 18 months in or probably a year in or something and it was a couch stretch and he was like don't just look at the site. He was like one of the first people to yeah. talk about that. Look upstream and downstream. If your knee is sore, it might be your calf. It might be your hip You know Look at something else Look above it and around it See if there's any issues And uh, I had knee pain On one side And I was like Fuck it I'll stretch my hip Or whatever An instant removal Of the knee pain After I think Two or three bouts Of that stretch In one evening In front Literally on the couch And my mind was like Yeah It's crazy I'd love to know What it'd be like Starting up now Being younger And starting now I'd love to know What What it would be like Because it was barren
1: it was barren. Minutes. The crazy thing now is I feel like if you put your mind to it for four months now, like if you had a career ending injury in your previous sport now oh my and gosh, you went yeah. for four months. Yeah. You know you'd gain
0: all the knowledge it took me eight years to gain. It's amazing. I hope yeah. we're contributing to that, I think. I hope so. Like that's one of the big things with it does is contributing to practical knowledge. Yeah. And it's unfortunate there's a lot of people who still put out a lot of shit knowledge, just to be clear. But I really hope we're making a difference in terms of putting out knowledge that I wish we knew that long ago. Like that stuff, it just was not available. Plenty of individuals knew that stuff. Yeah. But making YouTube podcasts weren't even a thing. No. You could not access that. You could read journals, you could read books, and then you had to implement that yourself. And even like, even those
1: books... So journals, you weren't just Google Scholaring. You couldn't. You couldn't. Like, that didn't happen. I remember books, like sports physiology books, that my mom would have brought home from her college. Yes. And looking through those and being like, oh, that's really cool. You know, like, uh, force velocity curves. Like, that's mad. i never, ever think of that, you know. That was not available. And now you go, force velocity curve, there's 15 great videos. Mm-hmm. And you watch two of them, and you know... Most of it.
0: You couldn't even find an author you would like. But now you watch someone, you watch Seeker Strength, and we bring out our squat book. Yeah. And you are like, I'm going to read that because I like the lads and I know what they're about. Then you just might have Googled the book. You might have come across a book somewhere and you've known nothing about the author. You read the blurb and you see all their proposed claims. And then you have to... Read that book and figure out if that information was actually useful. Yeah. What a terrible system for finding information and passing. Horrendous. For passing practical information along, it was a terrible... You'd think you might say, you might reminisce and be like, no, it's better, we all had to read those books. No. No, No, it's not. It's terrible. It's
1: really not. Another area where this really happens is in shooting, like rifle shooting, you know? Mm -hmm. Like there's a book in there, like Fundamentals of center fire Rifle Marksmanship or something. Yeah. I've read... 50 of those, mm-hmm. like 50 books on gunsmithing, rifle accurizing, all this shite. What matters now, I could probably tell you in four hours. And that's
0: it. Why haven't you told me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the problem with this is, and we touched on with Kelly a little bit, is that unfortunately everyone feels like they're an expert now. And mm. Kelly was talking about this and he was saying you don't understand so we're talking about comments and one of the things he got a little bit of backlash because he had knee surgery imagine he had knee surgery yeah. that means his stuff doesn't work yeah. you know? so we talked about that yesterday because the subject kind of came up naturally and uh, we were talking beforehand and I was like I think it's a rule to broach that and we were like look we'll just have to see how it plays out and see what he thinks about it and we are talking about it and he said now unfortunately everyone feels like they're an expert because they have some of this cursory knowledge you know." and he was like you don't understand that we spend every day thinking about this stuff you know every single day he's like I'll click on a guy's profile and he'll be working construction they'll tell him why he his knee rehab issue is wrong and he's like you don't understand I think about this every day I've worked with athletes for literally decades I've thought about this for this is all I think about yeah. I spend every day thinking you about this
1: you interact the only people you interact with are people who think about this all day long and they've
0: only thought about it for 15 years yeah. all day long nothing else and this dude with cursory information on something will just tell you you're flat out wrong. Yeah, and it's now it's really funny, but it, it could also be very infuriating. And he literally said, he said it actually sometimes makes me want to stop doing stuff online. Yeah, because it's so annoying that you'll just get people being like, no, that's wrong, and you're like, you. It's actually so hard to convey to them. And I, I think this is really funny because we're reading the comments on Clarence's latest video, where we basically went over Clarence's squat. And actually, I'm going to pull up the comment, because this is a funny thing to read, right? So we're talking about Clarence's squat in this video. I don't know if you saw it. And Clarence asked us... I haven't us, seen the video, no. Clarence, Well, you were there. You were. There. I was there, yeah. You were there in Japan, and Clarence asked for... He wanted to make a video just critiquing his squat and see what he could do better. And Clarence knows his squat is the way it is because of some knee injuries that weren't caused by the squatting he was doing, but it's was caused by the volume and load he was doing. So he changed his squat, and he knew it needed to be better. And Clarence just asked us... Talk through what we think would be better about his squat. And there's people literally in the video, and this is verbatim the Go stuff on, used the verbatim the comment use how much mental gymnastics people will use. And this is an, uh, someone made a comment saying, um, but this is the problem is that this comment,
1: this person is allowed to comment.
2: Yeah.
1: What? Like, I get it, right? I love comments I love comment sections I love everyone giving their bit but where does this come from like Clarence himself understands that the mechanics of his squat changed because he injured himself and he wanted to keep squatting like it comes from two mistakes followed followed directly on from each other and now he has to continue squatting like this because this is the way he's developed like I don't think Clarence thinks this is how everyone should squat in fact I know it's not that Clarence thinks this But yet you get people clinging on. Like their clammy little fecking baby hands are clinging onto this thing. Like, no, and this is how we should do it.
0: But it's crazy. It's like your squat is fine the way you already perform it. Your squat looks a lot cooler than their Smith machine form advice. Plus, you have a very short torso compared to your femurs. That's not true. Uh, so heavy weight will shift into your posterior chain despite using squat shoes or having very strong quads. That's not true. Also, your legs are pushed your torso more upright as they get pushed into your chest due to extreme depth. That's not true. Which makes you more upright at the bottom of forming the squats the way you are. Also not true. They aren't squat anywhere near deep so they don't have personal experience with that that's not true only thing you could do is minimise hip flexion long femurs like that he doesn't have long femurs
1: um, sorry Clarence does not have long femurs Clarence is incredibly well built for squatting yeah if you look at the original videos look at Clarence two sixty five by 5 paused yes lovely squats because he's well built for squatting and because he's incredibly good at it if you go back before he had the knee injury at yeah. the UL but do the two forty five by 5 video yeah
0: such nice squats. No, but if you go back to, well, yeah, to like the yeah. first, the first time he like squatted like two sixty or something. Yeah. But then someone replies, "The whole perfect angle thing is stupid. Gravity is never consistent, <laughs> and neither is the flooring. Pushing for a constant angle leads to more pain." What? What, what the fuck are you talking about? But
1: also, constant angle of what? The yeah. Constant angle of your torso in relation to the floor. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking?
0: Which mean the flooring is never constant. But al- So,
1: gravity is literally, like, in sorry, gravity on Earth. Yes. Assuming minor, minor changes in your altitude and your distance from the center of the Earth. Yeah, yeah. Gravity is a constant. It's literally. In engineering, we'll use the gravitational, like, we'll use a constant number, minus 9.81, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. to five decimal points. Mm -hmm. Because we know it's consistent enough.
0: Gravity's always the fucking same, lads. It's crazy, the mental gymnastics. Yeah. And I know, look, that's like five out of 150 comments or something. But yeah. it's, um, it, it really is just something at this stage we laugh about, but it is something where you could be driven mad.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's the mental gymnastics is crazy, you know? Like, I know a guy who is coaching people, uh, not an s coach, but like a PT person. And I met him coaching some people in the, the gym of a sports club I used to go to <laughs> And uh, we'll try and keep it as vague as possible So people don't think they know this person But anyway He was coaching a few people And I walked in And I was doing S&C for a team up there at the time And he was holding a plate They were holding plates above their heads With bent elbows and bent arms Like like this right? So I'm not extending my arms fully upwards I'm not keeping my arms straight I'm not keeping my wrist straight and his rationale was that when our arms are bent like this, there's less risk of injury when holding the weight because the muscle tendon units are taking the pressure, and it's not the joints themselves. So then I had a brief conversation with him about leverage mm-hmm. and the how basic leverage worked and where muscle tendon units inserted onto the bones, and he's still didn't grasp it, you know. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. Is like, firstly, nobody's taking these people aside and trying to explain anything, because that person's probably some fucking loser He's in his mom's basement, you know, or yep. he might be a whatever. He might, um, he could be a doctor. Mm-hmm. no understanding of strength training, mm-hmm. no understanding of biomechanics, and now they have this notion in their head. They have a few conversations with themselves. Maybe they've never even thought deeply about it, but maybe they're very personally invested in the personality of Clarence, and so they comment that, but it's like it's it
0: trying to explain that to someone is so infuriating. But I don't understand. It literally is com- incomprehensible to me why they would be so attached to the way Clarence squats. It does know. not make any sense. Clarence himself was like, Oh, I just want to change my squat form and it literally was just something like, I think I need to make it a bit better or whatever, or mm. get it back to the way it used to be, you know? It's so strange that there's not there's more than one. There's more than zero people really attached to the way he's squatting that is insane yeah clarence is trying to improve on something regardless if we said it if anyone else said it they were like oh there's probably a better way you could high bar squat that would be Mm. more appropriate for loading or more efficient and uh, it's just mind-blowing that people are so attached to the way he squats it It's actually kind of so hard Imagine if you said to someone Who was completely unrelated to the fitness industry Or had a peripheral knowledge And you were like You know back squatting And they're like yeah So there's loads of people who are like Really like the way he does this But he's still doing a back squat And they'll get really mad at you If you say to do it a different way Imagine how Like I'm sure there's psychologists Who'd be like yeah, Come here and we'll have a little chat for a second I just want to get a little I want to understand what's going on what's your date of birth? Yeah, yeah. Can I can just pull you out a, a mini clipboard out of nowhere and be like, "Yeah, what's that one? That's really
1: interesting. And why do you think like that?" I um, it's the cult like following thing is really weird because Cairns really doesn't like that.
0: No, he hates it. Yeah,
1: he really makes him very, very uncomfortable. Same reason public appearances make him very uncomfortable. Yeah. Same reason he doesn't do seminars. He doesn't do meetups with people. Um. But yet Clarence draws more of those people in than anyone else. And they're the weirdest not weirdest. They're the most extreme version of that. Yeah. From what I've seen.
0: You know, kind of a new Clarence Kennedy is your man Sam Sulek. Have you following him? Or you have showed uh, yeah. yeah. he's someone who is loads of people are using him for clickbait and to be honest, um now that we bring him up I'll probably throw him in the thumbnail of this. <laughs> But what I didn't really like is he's getting a lot of hate for a while because he's, I think he's like 21 or 22. Okay. And he's using a lot of performance sensing drugs and are presumably using a yes. lot of performance sensing drugs. He doesn't talk about it from what I know, but he See is. a natty denier. I don't think he denies being natty either. Okay. But he's very clearly an enhanced athlete. Or if you were to use estimations or probability <laughs> you'd say there's a good probability that the wind is blowing in terms yeah. of fucking trend Yeah, and he's out of breath and stuff and you know he might have just finished posing <laughs> he might have just <laughs> finished posing or something and he'd be like even more out of breath and people like Greg Duchette are making videos and the comments are like oh he's going to die soon and first of all I think he's his rise to fame is so interesting because loads of people identify him. there's loads of young people Specifically, young men. I would mm-hmm. say a large base of his support is younger men, probably between the ages of like fifteen to twenty-four. If I had to guess his YouTube demographics. Uh, yeah, I I put fifteen to twenty-one probably. Ours is like fifteen to thirty-five is a large proportion, and we've got a couple of forties and a few fifty-year-olds. Yeah, and um, lads still getting after it. We've I love to see it. We've yeah, we've got people who are. Either like kind of career professionals And they're working and they're living And they've got lives to live And they're all trying to improve on stuff You know And uh, it's a lot of younger athletes too But yeah. I would Sam's I would imagine If I had to guess is a very young population And they Are on that journey with him You know Which mm-hmm. I think is, is great But The The kind of hate he was getting Is so interesting In terms of People were really concerned for his health, But they were like annoyed at him I don't really get that I don't know why you'd be mad at someone For doing this You know He wasn't telling These other people To take steroids He wasn't saying You have to be this big He is literally Just documenting his training Making a fuck ton of money I hope from it I hope he's I hope he's Rolling in cash
1: I hope in five years time He stops training And he's like Yeah I, uh,
0: I own a ranch In North Carolina now And uh He's going to stay there forever. But he doesn't call out anyone. He doesn't talk shit yeah. in anyone's methods. Plenty of people have like critiqued his training. We literally were looking at a Renaissance periodization yeah. video that's nearly a million views. Mike Zertel talking about his training. Uh, I actually didn't listen if it was even good or bad. I just had to click through. Just interested in the, the metrics, to be honest. But it's so it's so interesting. He's kind of like an Andrew Tate of the fitness industry currently in some fashion. But
1: only in, in terms of the amount of hate he gets because he does nothing inflammatory. It's so strange. Like, Andrew hate a- Andrew Hate. Andrew Haidt. hey Andrew Tate only did inflammatory. Like, he did nothing. He, there was nothing useful he did. Like, he just did clickbait. He just said things in interviews that he knew was going to get hate.
0: I love that people love a mutant. I love it. I love it. I that. love it. I love that people are... There's loads of people who obviously really like him, you know. Yeah. So there's obviously plenty of negative comments, but I love that there's so many people who love him because he's just a fucking big jack dude.
1: I think as well, and this is more of a psychological thing, I think what's happening there a lot of the time is you get somebody who's training as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously, they don't have the same results he has, right? Yeah. He might be younger than them, he might be the same age as them. So, firstly, there's a small amount of envy there. Then he's made a decision they chose not to make. Yeah he took the drugs he took the risk they chose not to take and then they're subconsciously very angry about that and they they don't even realise they're angry Mm -hmm. they don't even realise they're annoyed they think they really enjoy their level of progress but like training's pretty hard you know Mm -hmm. like training hurts yeah you put a lot of time in you sacrifice other things and then you see somebody who might have been doing it for half the time you've been doing it they're 10 times better than you'll ever hope to be um, and then you just say, oh, I'm so angry at him, you
0: know. Isn't it so strange that in some forms, also he doesn't talk about PEDs, he doesn't say that he uses them from what I know, and he doesn't sell a product and say he got these results because of that product when it might have been largely computed by the PDS, like maybe Liver King or Michael Hearn or someone like that, you know. So it's so strange that... He's an an athlete who doesn't compete in anything. So maybe I shouldn't even call him an athlete. Or maybe he will do bodybuilding. He's
1: still an athlete, I think.
0: Yeah, he trains really hard. He doesn't cheat anyone out of anything. He doesn't break any rules in a competition. He doesn't sell any products under the guise of getting results from this pr- product that he's specifically getting from PEDs. And it's so strange that there's people like steroids. And you're like, but why do you feel better than him? So... Why do you feel right. like you're better than him? we are going
1: to play the analogy game, right? Right. Uh, say this is 20 years ago and this is still an insurance office. Okay. So me and you sit at the desk, and everyone knows the office in there is the CEO's office, right? And the CEO is a woman in her 60s. She's kind of disgusting looking. Mm-hmm. And she has a rattle off all the new interns who come in, right? Mm-hmm. And all she wants is you to go and service her needs right oh my god so me and you have been working here for two years right yeah and we not we're grand we're still uh we're still assistants to the sales development team right we're still assistants then this guy comes in and he's we're both 30 and this guy comes in and he's 25 and he's there and he's there a few weeks and he's an assistant to the sales team now and said geez we've been here two weeks and he's assistant to the sales team and then you notice he arrives with her in the morning, a few mornings, right? Right. So he's made a decision. He said, fuck it. I can see the success. Yeah. I can see my route. Yeah. I'm going to hop on here, right? And mm. Now he suddenly he's on the sales development team. But we're not. We're still assistants. Yeah. And we say, I understand that decision. I could have made that decision. Yeah. We all could, right? Yeah. Some will say logistically it would have been difficult or maybe you had a girlfriend so you felt like you couldn't. Or, but it's the exact same thing as drugs, right? Yeah. Don't know where to buy the drugs, don't know how to take the drugs, don't know right the amount to take, but everybody understands the decision you make. We would be sitting here feeling better than them. You'd be like, that dirty little fucker mm-hmm. riding your one. That's disgusting. Yeah. And you mightn't even realize you're angry at him, you might, but it's subconsciously you're definitely like that
2: yeah.
0: little
1: pervert.
0: It's mad, isn't
1: it? Yeah. But it's I I feel like that's the exact same thing as someone taking drugs
0: yeah it is a good analogy it's if and not very strange and out of nowhere but <laughs> a very specific analogy um but certainly a uh, an understandable analogy i think it gets the point across very well but i think sam sulik is fucking the boss he <laughs> he's it's just interesting how someone just takes off you know and yeah if you look at like the production quality of his videos or anything like that it's road wireless mic on his hat he's in the car camera quality is Middling to poor as far as YouTube quality could be. and uh, he Yeah, just
1: when you consider the amount of channels with full 4K, mm-hmm. full 4K and full professional production.
0: Christian Guzman got to a million subscribers and then the algorithm fell off a little bit. But uh, I was like, the max tunings youtube and he was saying he started a new one and he's going to try get back to a million with another channel because he thinks the algorithm killed oh, him a little because yeah. he did a summer shredding this year remember we were watching yeah, a bit of a last yeah, yeah. year it just kept showing up you know it's a great series and he did it this year and it didn't get half the traction i believe but he's gonna it's, i think he started a new one and trying to go again you know and it's interesting to play the algorithm game in some ways if you're not involved if you just watch and don't make content it's uh it's funny how blissfully you're unaware you are of people frantically thinking of, like, what's going to happen. Yeah. But it's really funny because when you look at someone like Sam Sulek, it doesn't matter if something is going to happen. If you're going to take off, it's just going to happen yeah. for, like, Sam, you know? Yeah. He's, um,
1: to be fair, those videos are long, and he puts up video basically every day, does he? Five times a week? V- it seems very consistent. Like, those videos are an hour long. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed de- that, like, it's not like he's editing them in After Effects or whatever. But, like... There's a bit of editing in an hour-long video. Yeah, like, it's, it's no joke.
0: I'd say it takes half an hour till it those Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, um, but yeah, all all credit to him. No thumbnails. There no. Just seems to be a screen grab from the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good to see though. I'm, I'm glad to see that there's still just a raw desire to see training and the action. You know. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of the a lot of the bigger YouTubers who Also, train don't seem to show it off a lot, you know, and that's why I'm yeah. a big fan of still putting up my training vlogs. And you know, it's the nice next thing I was thinking the other day. Obviously, I like I'm I can be very spiteful, you know, and if I, if I think no, if I'm if I if I, try, Hardly. If I think no I'm way. gonna, if I'm thinking if I have spite to motivate me, I love it, you know, but there's nobody like knocking me down for the squat, you know, everyone's like, can't wait to see you, squat 300. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, this is great, you no,
0: know, they're like, can't wait to, uh, I've been waiting. Someone said, I've been waiting years for you to squat 300, you know? <laughs> and it's just, ever and so positive, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, it's really motivating in one way. It's very motivating in one fashion. Yeah, it's not the same, though. But It's not the same. It's not the same as someone being like, you fucking loser. There's no way you'll ever squat 300 kilos. Yeah. There was one or two comments on my training vlogs. They were like, now that you're old, you feel like you'll never hit your squat peak, you know? <laughs> and it was when I was... Literally squatting once a month or whatever. Yeah. Was, from like September to like February this year, I was just like barely doing any weightlifting or whatever. Yeah, I just all yeah, jiu-jitsu yeah. and someone was like, how does it feel that you've passed your peak? And I was like, at the time I was 29, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I made <in> my 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, but I knew... It's so funny in those comments, you know, because it's weird... I don't know how people view me, and it's none of my business, but it's funny when I see those comments. It's like, fuck, does someone see me like that, you know? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, no, I can squat 300. I can get back to form. I unracked 290 and walked it out last weekend, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was very confident squatting it, but I put it back because I (laughs) had six squat sessions in before it and an hour and a half of jiu-jitsu done the night before, or two hours of jiu-jitsu. So I was like, right, just put this back. Um, But it's funny, you know, and it's... uh, I think that's the same thing as well though of Like people
1: like Yeah you're you're old mm-hmm. You're old You know that
0: Yeah
1: Same way like These people just really want Everyone to be As downtrodden as they are It's a very
0: Yeah It is interesting yeah It's a very Irish trait. at some point I
1: was just Literally as I was saying that I was thinking oh, It's a very Irish thing Apparently girth, it's everywhere.
0: Apparently it's not. Yeah. Or people are like, Oh, now that you've a kid, it, you feel like training's over? And they're yeah. like, No, it's what you make of it, it's what you yeah. do like it's You'll make it happen if you want to make it happen. Yeah. That's why Blaine was a great podcast guest. You know, he's thirty eight and he blocks Natch 165. Yeah. I uh I love what Blaine is about, you know, that's gonna be a good episode. Absolutely. Definitely recommend just Big, check. strong, jacked, powerful dude gets after it. Just a hot guy yeah. doing stuff. Oh you know? my god. So hot. He has actually. After this squad, I think I'm gonna obviously cut down in weight because I just don't like being uh, 130 kilos. Too much. In five foot two. kilos.
1: 133 this morning. Yeah. Five foot two.
0: I don't know if people know we're joking anymore. <laughs> it's actually funnier not to tell people about my body weight at the moment. It's not even that heavy. It's literally like a few kilos for a hundred. But I was 96 before yeah, Chris. Two feet, kilos for 130. Yeah, a few kilos and a few feet, like. <laughs> but. Um, before Christmas, I was like down to ninety six for the camp, and most of the last however long I've been like a hundred kilos, you know. And I really like it, and like aerobically, I'm fitter than I've ever been. Like, yeah, but you have to move so much more around. Like half an hour of steady state cardio every single day, even days jiu jitsu. I could do ten runs of jiu jitsu and be very fresh and yeah. aerobically fit and sharp. But it's just just being heavier you know between 107 to 110 depending on the day yeah it's uh, it's just unpleasant yeah and no specific thing is unpleasant my bloods are phenomenal blood pressure is great resting heart rate is like fucking between like 55 to 65 yeah Uh, everything is fine metrically but it's just still a heavier body weight you know when you're doing like single x or something I have to lift my legs, <laughs> like my legs are doing the lifting. But nah, I s- tried
1: to lift your legs. I ha- it's disgusting. I yeah. still have
0: to lift them, yeah. you know. So it's you're just bigger and stuff, you know. And it's yeah. and I'm loving squatting and stuff, but it is, um, it is a it's it's interesting. And I, I we talked about this before like, with San Everything and stuff, you know, periodizing. But then you see like Blaine? There is just 100 kilos. He says mm. it's probably ten, twelve percent body fat. Yeah. So I'd like to do after this. I'm going to do I think re With weightlifting Okay Just spend like Two or three months Touch the barbell Just touch the barbell Sing some snatches yeah. And cleans Because I I didn't basically Do anything for last Like October So since Japan Basically So like okay. three months now um, Which is totally fine No problem But uh, still trying to Rehab the elbow With Steph, Who's another guest We've on mm-hmm. Chinese national team physio Just so you know all, all the, the podcast series Is starting next week Yep Tuesday it's starting Tuesday, so Monday podcast, podcast clips, podcast will be interrupted by the new show again the following week. yes yeah. obviously can't let the Monday roll by without we'll yeah. a new show. Back to the podcast, eight episodes and uh, a couple of great guests. Steph is one, and yeah. then I think I'm gonna do. So I've been doing a lot of hill sprints up until a few weeks ago. Something like two or three weeks ago, I stopped them just because the squats are getting heavy now. You know, yeah. so when it's all hands on deck or all quads on deck. Free. But uh, I think I'll do a bit of uh, a bit more. Sprint sprinting work specifically and see sprinting work would be great for jiu-jitsu as well yeah sprinting isn't going to make anything worse yeah I found the zone 2 stuff is the most productive for jiu-jitsu yeah just if you get on it for long enough yeah in the short run the super heavy intense fatiguing assault bike stuff is great Mm -hmm. but for long term training that zone 2 is the beauty absolutely are you working on any conditioning program for the app yes
1: I actually worked a lot on that on the plane on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I really want for the conditioning for the app is that people will be inputting their yeah. their machinery, you know? Yes. Because not everyone has a stationary bike or not everyone has a treadmill or a lot of people might have access to like a, a rower and maybe a ski erg in their CrossFit gym, you know? Yes. Um, obviously everyone can get out and run but some people can't run because they might have bad knees or something. So just have a, a small bit of Changeability or interchangeability there, Um and you'll be able to select that at the start of their program and then run the program till your blood
0: turns to sludge. No, your blood won't be sludge. Oh, well, you'll get no, some rachopitis. We'll no, but you'll be thinner because the red blood cells are used up during the process. Ah. Uh, so you're, you know, but nice, nice viscosity, you know. So we got to nip it there. So thanks for everyone for listening. I hope you're enjoying the long form. So this will be on Spotify and, uh, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud and stuff. But uh, please do listen to the uh, YouTube Or leave it playing You don't even have to listen on YouTube Just let it yeah. play through Because yeah. Especially if you put up longer ones like this If YouTube sees that they're lower view retention So if you click on And you immediately see it's on Spotify And you click off YouTube is like The fuck They hate this video fuck Yeah so you Kind of appease. I' We're all just waiting for Google to buy Spotify as well Jesus Christ Naring that tough Bobby
1: Right Thanks very much guys